comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, but I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode. Is this half hour wasted's endgame? Stick around and find out. So I looked at him and I said, look, yeah. if you have a problem with my cargo pants, mm-hmm. my car- not pants, cargo shorts, right. you got a problem with me wearing cargo shorts, mm-hmm. I said, you need to re-examine your life. You need to re-examine your life? <laughs> so it works Nobody gets that. That works every time. <laughs> it's uncanny. You're uncanny. You, you can't, uh, thank you. And you can't guy, argue. One of my Facebook friends was like, you can't argue that kind of logic. Was going on and on about how some guy cargo pants as as grown men we shouldn't wear cargo shorts anymore. Mm. I'm like, dude, if you got a problem with cargo shorts, I'd hate to be in your shoes right now. I'd hate there to be in so your... many so many other things. There ain't nothing. <laughs> hey, listen, people, there ain't nothing. Wrong with cargo shorts. If your biggest problem is that you got an issue with cargo shorts, you are a very lucky person. If they, they are anti-pocket is if you're a woman what it is. Who was interested in dating me. Yeah. And then I showed up one day, not on a date, but just in the same place you were. Right, right, right. Wearing cargo shorts. Yeah. And you decided, oh, that's it. I ain't, hey, what? I ain't interested in dating what? him anymore because he's wearing cargo shorts. I'd be like, woman, what? you need to check yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with cargo shorts. Absolutely none. Well, I mean, there. Let's face it. I'm currently shorts. not wearing cargo shorts. Right. But I own several pair of cargo right. shorts. It's a little uncomfortable, but we're all friends here, so it's you know, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just three shirtless men just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. I don't understand the hate for cargo shorts. I honestly do not understand the hate for cargo shorts. I will say they're not the most fashion forward, but they're super comfortable. They well, got big sh- They got big pockets. Who's, who's there? The thing is, they're useful. Is that Hazel? Hey. Hazel. Hey. Hello, Hazel. Oh, okay. All right. Who is Hazel, it's you been, might ask? Zoe's bestie. Hey, I've been going back listening to a lot of our old episodes of the show that we do, and many, many times you were name-dropped as uh, Zoe's bestie, Hazel. Love that. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. Hazel, where are, you, Texas, where are you these days? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> right. Oh hi. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Texas, Texas is pretty freaking sweet, right? Oh yeah. I know. And the best thing, we've got cold Dr Pepper tins in the fridge. I mean, that's how. So we if do you it need one, so it's yours. Attack it. If you need you one, know. you have to get it yourself because we're busy. Yeah. We'll, do. Uh, we'll be busy for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, this uh, people understand that. You know, this is just like. This is, the, this is the side hustle for us. Uh, 
This is how we live, man. So I noticed Hazel is wearing a uh, fanny pack, and I've noticed that that is coming back. The fanny pack. It's not even ironic. That's, it's not unironically. If you have a problem with fanny packs, <laughs> well, that's the thing. And cargo shorts. It dovetails in so perfectly with the cargo pant discussion because, again, the whole thing about a cargo short <laughs> is that is that nobody's wearing cargo shorts because they're the height of fashion. They wear them because they are useful. Mm-hmm. You know what is a fanny pack? It is useful. Yeah. Especially if you don't have cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. You might need a fanny pack. I mean, where do you put your phone? And, and by the way, what else are you going to bedazzle if you don't have a fanny pack? <laughs> I, 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 I spend a lot of time bedazzling my fanny packs. <laughs> your what? Your fanny what? Your fanny? My, yeah, my fanny. So uh, this morning, I don't know why I'm telling you this because it doesn't relate. Maybe because of cargo shorts, but okay. I was walking my dog. Yeah. And uh, she booped, and I picked up because you're supposed to pick up after your dog. Social yeah. contract. Social contract. You're it supposed to be. pick up after your boot. Yeah. Um, so I picked up, you know, pulled the giant bag I had out of my po- out of my nice. giant cargo pocket. Yeah. And a very old woman drove by. Old woman. She goes, "Son, thank you so much for picking up after your dog." Nice. And I was, and uh, I felt bad that she had to tell me <laughs> thank you because, <laughs> as Brad just said. Social contract. Social, Pick up contract. After Social your dog. contract. I carry around the uh, the little uh, little tube of uh, doggy bags. Yeah, you me know? too. Yeah. Um, and since I, I just it, it takes up too much space to put in the little thing that looks like the bone. You know <laughs> that the, you, you pull them out <laughs> yeah, of. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've also got one that's crazy. It's a flashlight. Mm-hmm. It's a little LED flashlight. It's completely disposable. You you cannot replace. You know, uh, you would have to break the thing to get into the case to replace the Did battery. Did you get this from it, C from from v, VCA? No, okay. It's not. It's not a uh, swag okay. thing. I, okay. I picked it up at Ross or yeah. or some very generic place. Gotcha. Uh, um, but it's just like I walk the dog at night sometimes. Uh, the flashlight is easier to use than my phone. Mm-hmm. You're also a lot less, you know, if you drop the flashlight into the dog poop, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, if you drop your phone <laughs> in the dog poop, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld would make you uh, get rid of the phone, and mm-hmm. I would understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to play that game. Uh, I've never dropped a phone uh, into doo doo uh, or a toilet or anything like that, and I want to keep that going. I had okay, a, I, you shut up at a weird moment, okay? Uh, I, I had a friend okay. who dropped his phone uh, in the toilet at work, and, uh, oh. and he said it was traumatic. It, w- it was a new iPhone at the time, so whatever... Was it at least it a was, clean toilet? Was it a clean bowl? Because that makes... I don't think had so. Had he made that yet? That makes so much difference. I think he had made. Oh. Uh-huh. And, so, and it was a new phone. Yeah. Obvious, but... Everything, if you got everything around everything things to get to came phone, out okay oh, with the phone, but he did the whole rice, you know, he dried it off, he turned it off, he put it on rice, yeah. everything was fine. But yeah. uh, for a while, he was like, it was his new phone, yeah. you know, his new yeah. iPhone, and, and so he'd pull it out, and every so often he'd think, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because there's, you know, sweet. It, it's, <laughs> Is that what you have been working on this it's whole time, It's still inside Brad? the phone. Well, oh, but, <laughs> while, while, Bill and I, while Bill and I were talking about poops and picking up dog poop, yeah, I could see Brad the show, in other working words. on his computer trying to do something. Were you mapping the sound effects? Little sweet! <laughs> I was remapping my little sweet sound effects. <laughs> oh! Oh, we, we've been enjo- oh, yeah. oh yeah, we've been enjoying uh, Diet Dr Pepper and Dr Pepper Ten. Well, that's products, what made me uh, think of this it this morning. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Yes, and you noticed that I did get the properly branded. Uh, 
uh, Spider-Man Far From Home oh, edition. Yeah. How does that Diet Dr. Pepper, Pepper taste? It tastes... Oh, and it's better with Spidey on the on the. Uh, it does. On the <laughs> it tastes. It tastes webby. It, it is. It is. It's. Oh, uh, hey! Well, just a reminder. Teeth. Mystery phrase number two mm-hmm. still up for grabs. You know how long it was ago that somebody won mystery phrase number one? Mm-hmm. A year. A couple years. A couple. Yeah, probably a couple well, years. Um, year and a half. Well, that's. Well, that's a darn shame. No, that's not even a shame. Um, well, you know what I always say. <laughs> If you want the ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. Uh, with with great power comes great oh. responsibility. Green giant. Ah. All right, so we're going to talk. That's not even a phrase. We've <laughs> talked a little bit about Endgame at, at my birthday Make party, but I still yeah. had some yeah. comments about Endgame. My kids and I talked about Endgame when we went to. I remember that time of the Minnesota. birthday party where we said, "Give me liberty or give me death." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember that. So, okay, so enlarge to show texture. How many times have you seen Endgame? Uh, twice. Twice. I think I've seen it thrice. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill? Bill, I have seen it only uh, once. Okay. So no, I, choice. I, I do not have a second. Um, I I don't know about you guys, but uh, that movie, I, I I'm used to. I remember the first movie I walked out of that exhausted me was Face Off. <laughs> From uh-huh. like 1992, this was like you know it was a John Woo movie. It was two and a half hours long. It was Nicolas Cage and whoever was the co-star in that movie. But I remember being exhausted. I love. I it was a, it was a fun no movie. Lie. I had a good time, but I was exhausted walking out of the theater. It's just like oh my god, I I should like work out before seeing <laughs> these movies. And so it's weird whenever I get Wait, that what? sensation again. In I, one of the old episodes I listened to. You raved and went on and on about Face Off, <laughs> and you talked about how you had this movie-watching group who you convinced to watch Face Off, mm-hmm. and you couldn't make it that night, but they ended up loving it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Face Off. This, that did this to me. I, I walked out of the theater, and I was so ragged out. Uh, it was just one of those where it's like, man, I don't even want to. Th- I do want to see this movie again. I do want to see it on a big screen. Uh, currently, um, uh, to pull back the curtain a touch, the the so called extended edition is currently in first run theaters. It's probably at the end of its run. They're they're trying to squeeze past Avatar's box office. Uh, Speaking receipts. of that, right there, I just looked at my phone. Tell this, me they did uh, it three hours ago. Yes, Variety posted. <laughs> Uh, Avengers Endgame is merely $7.16 million behind the all-time record set by Avatar. Well, they'll get it when I take the kids to go see it again. $7.5 million is all they need. Well, but I'm going to say that that this is a... They're basing that on a re-release of the movie. Avatar was re-released as well. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know about you. I don't care about about the money record. It, it, you know what happens is the good movies always last. Uh, the good movies are always remembered. It's yeah. just like you know, winning yeah. the Oscar, not winning the Oscar. There's a lot of prestige in that. But I mean, you don't hear anyone talking about ordinary people. Which, which I've never seen it. Yeah. Avatar. It's really yeah. It's fun. That's I've never seen it. I I've seen it one time in my life. Um, I dragged our mutual friend John. Uh, the weekend was released. Ten I wanted years to see, ago, too. I wanted to see a movie that had that was the first movie to ever be shot with binocular lenses, with a binocular camera. Um, that was technology that James Cameron and company created to make Avatar. It was the first true 3D 
that had ever been shown theaters up to that point it had always been the red and green you know the red and blue whatever right. uh, stupid paper uh, uh, goggles which was worse than useless right. I don't know how people dealt with that stuff in the 50s because it don't work Technology don't work. They also did you that. You don't in, miss uh, what you don't have. They also did that in Final Crisis. Unless um, you used to have it and then it's gone. Right. One of the uh, one of the two Superman uh, tie-in issues uh, in the Final Crisis uh, series, you know, by Grant Morrison, J.G. Oh, yeah. Jones. Yeah. Uh, one of those two issues, it had a pair of. Uh, it was a so-called 3D issue, and you had the. They put the little paper goggles in there, uh, <laughs> and I I trying to remember. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's one of those where I bought two copies of because I think I did the glasses thing on on right. one and left the other, you know, good to go. How'd that second copy work out for you on eBay, Bill? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> Man, I need to I need to try that. Uh, as a complete aside, uh, uh, our friend Mike has uh, decided that he's he's got a wall of DVDs, you know, old movies uh, and some new movies. I mean, DVDs. I mean, every <laughs> everything from, you know, old Westerns, you know, old, old Westerns from the fifties to, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, you know, Spanning of genres, but he's talked about uh, selling these and he, uh, uh, he thought at one point uh, about a week ago that he had someone, he's trying to sell them in bulk on eBay. And uh, he had somebody who was going to uh, buy them for like a few thousand dollars in bulk. And it was just like, that is amazing. That is probably more than you pay. You know, you're making a profit off having bought those, you know, the first time around. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. Now, the problem was I asked him about it a few days ago. Uh, We saw him last weekend for Far From Home. And he said that it turned out that that was a, a, he was getting scammed. Bye. Bye, guys. Go get your phone. Nice. Enjoy North Park. Eh, another hour or so. Yeah. Probably. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I will see you uh, shortly. Um, Bye. I love it. I love it. Welcome back. Bye. See ya. Good job, Good job getting here. Um, yeah. It's uh, So, yes, uh, uh, Buddy Hazel is uh, in town. That, that's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm only going to be here for a few days. I'm going to miss the, uh, the back end of it. Um, by the time uh, this episode airs, I will have returned. So burgers, <clears throat> don't worry about it. But um, so I, or, I would imagine mm-hmm. that that uh, someone who wanted to buy that DVD collection would just kind of go, uh, you know what? I'll give you like a, a buck and a quarter for each disc. Uh, he's got it, it's he's got a few hundred, not a few thousand discs. Okay. Um, but it was somewhere. It was somewhere north of two thousand dollars. He was he was going to get for. Turned out that it was some kind of. Uh, uh, he realized it uh, before it got too far down the road, uh, far enough for anything to, to come of it. But it, this turned into one of those, hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to pay you with what was going to turn out to be a stolen credit card. Mike sniffed it out. Um, part of it was uh, the guy. He basically, uh, he apparently actually had a phone conversation with this guy or, or, or an email chain or something. And uh, he said he was he was shocked and a little thrown off when the guy basically had he expressed you know verbally almost no interest in the actual DVDs themselves. He was concerned with Mike like uh, pitching in, um, <laughs> pitching in like a three hundred dollar freaking Xbox Live gift card, or it was he wanted him to also purchase like a three hundred dollar ish gift card. And send that with the package, and then he would use the credit card, and he would pay him for more than that was worth. 
So Mike was going to make out on the deal, you know, until he realized that this is a scammer who's going to be using a fake credit card or a stolen credit card. And then apparently Mike did some reading up on it, basically figured out that if he'd gone through with it, um, he would uh, he would have kind of been uh, um, uh, bottoms out uh, on that whole deal. He would have lost the DVDs and uh, the. The, the money that he'd gotten paid would have been effectively nullified, which I think is kind of amazing. It, it doesn't seem like that should be right, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, I had something... But, but I don't know. I had something kind of weird, but didn't go that far, where I was selling something on Craigslist. I think it was a, it was a collection of, of comic books. And, uh, okay. and uh, the guy wanted to send me a check because he was it was some long involved story because I'm out of town but I'll be in town but I want to save them so if I get send you a check and you know I was strictly cash only on it right. because okay. of scams yeah. so uh, it didn't go much further huh. than that I just blocked them you know I think now that you mentioned I think uh uh Mike's Mike's experience was this guy like said he was in like the Middle East somewhere, he may have been, you know, he may have been portraying himself as a soldier or some such. But yeah, apparently there was something where, hey, you know, uh, I can't, uh, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm overseas, and so this all has to be, you know, remote, and you know, I need you to. It was, it was the classic. Basically, Mike was going to be out a bunch of DVDs and a three hundred dollars gift card if he'd, yeah. if he'd gone through with it. And I still, because I know that that those companies, I don't really want to bother the listener too much longer with this but i thought the credit card companies were pretty much would pretty much honor something like that and just take the hit uh, um, maybe it has something to do with the size of the transaction if it's know. something through paypal or like v- uh, vimo is it venmo venmo, venmo? Yeah. Then i don't understand no. venmo because it's the same thing as paypal yeah it is yeah, it, it is. But, but PayPal is for people our age. Venmo is for millennials. There you go. It's basically all. Maybe that's it. But uh, essentially, if you do a money transfer thing yeah. through that, uh, the cost is not eaten through them. You are out that money. So Ooh. if you get using those services, yeah, okay. Uh, unless you use it using a credit card through it, then uh, then the credit <clears throat> card will, will back you up. But but there's some rules on it. So, yeah. Uh, so. so. So anyway, it was a sad story because I was I was incredibly jealous for uh, for uh, about a week, um, and now I'm just uh, I'm just I'm sad that it didn't work out for him because that would have been pretty amazing windfall. He's just he's one of those that uh, he's reached the point that I reached about three years ago where it's like I I've got all this this freaking media and I I have not watched any of these in years and I can't imagine ever having the time to ever watch them again. So why do I have them? I just you had know? a great idea. Yeah. From now on, when we go off on a tangent away from the main topic, okay. I'm going to have a bed of music. Like it's going to be tangent music bed. Yeah. So anybody who doesn't care about the tangent mm-hmm. can just zip forward. If they still hear the music, they... they'll know it's a tangent, and they keep going. And once the music's gone, they'll know we've gone back to. Is that the? Uh, is, a... Do you have music lined up for that? No, that I just there? literally just now thought of it. Okay. That that would perform a hell of a service for the listener. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> you it would... just repeated what Brad said. No, I'm just agreeing Wait, with you. you. Just, I'm just. No, you didn't I, I was leading up to something else, though. Yeah. Verbally. Let's talk what about. Brad I was just going to say go it's, it's sad though that that half hour waste episodes will be <laughs> cut down about eleven minutes. Let's though, go back to Endgame. Okay, Endgame. So, um, so it's exhausting. Yeah, and I think that's why I haven't seen it four times. Okay, because I feel like, oh man, 
I can't. Like I saw it with me, and then I saw it with a kid, and then I'm like, I'll go see it again just because. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. I I don't think I can sit through that again. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Okay. When I get the 4K Blu-ray, yeah, I'm gonna sit through it. But you know what's great? I can zip past a couple of parts if yeah. I want. You know, it was it's three. Yeah, I mean, three hours is a commitment too. The first time I watched it, I was enthralled with the spectacle. Yeah, and I teared up once. Okay, when Tony sees Peter again. Okay, the second time, all the surprises, all the thrills, mm-hmm. I already knew when they came, so okay. I was able to emotionally involve myself in the movie. So I cried like five times. Okay, right. The third time I watched it, I'm like, "This is still cool, but when is it over?" Oh man, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it's still one of the. It was a, in my opinion, it was a wonderful end chapter, and I don't really have many problems with the movie. Yeah. Um, but it was long, and it was physically and emotionally exhausting to yeah. sit there for. When I go on road trips, you know, I have to stop every hour and a half. Okay. Even if I just, or let a kid drive, because I can't sit for longer than an hour and a half without. Completely uh, okay. going All right. mental. So sitting in the movie theater for three hours. Okay. Someone left something on the door, like a flyer. Oh, that's a package for Zoe. Uh, okay, it's all good. It's actually so sitting uh, here for three hours. It's actually, Hazel's really birthday was, present. Oh, was um, physically exhausting mm-hmm. for me. I can't can't sit there. Even then, the newfangled. Recliner laid back. Did you have the sweet recliner seats? Yeah, yeah, you know. So It'd be nice those things to recline just a little bit more. I could get some good sleep in there. <laughs> My kids <laughs> and I talked about this movie a little bit, so if there's any repeat, I apologize to listeners, but you know, it's a different group of people talking about it now, so maybe it'll be different. Talking, I need to but. see it again. I'm 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 well long on record is uh, the uh, the second time I see something it'll be like seeing about half of it again for the first time. Mm-hmm. I just, that's the way my brain works. Well, uh, I caught a few things the second time that yeah. I didn't the first time. Cause there's a lot going on. There is a, <clears throat> there's a load going on. And I wonder if when I see it again, it's going to feel like three separate movies. Like it pretty much is it's like the first hour is a eulogy. The second hour is a heist movie. The third hour is superhero action punch. Yeah. It's like punch three different episodes of, a- and so I wonder if it's going to feel like that a second time. It definitely after seeing it three times, I I definitely can see three different it, emotional experiences throughout the right. And I and wish I could like, remember what it was. I teared up one time in that movie, like you did, Brad, and I cannot remember what the heck uh, what the uh, the impetus was for it. Um, but I do remember uh, thinking to myself, this it was not one of the moments where they were trying to make you tear up. It was it was a very like quiet offhand moment that just kind of hit me just the right way. Well, we touched on this in the birthday. I, I episode, think it was a Spider Man related. It's moment. worth bringing up again. As I get older, tears. Yeah come for more reasons than sadness. Yes. It comes from joy. It comes from exhaustion. Yeah. It comes from relief. It comes from happiness. <laughs> you know, it comes from just heartstrings being pulled. Yeah. So there were a lot of those types of moments, you know, in that movie where the tears came, not because they were sad, but because it was just like, yes. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think for me, uh, a lot of the... Uh, uh, 
<laughs> a lot of that, you know, tearing up is maybe not necessarily exactly what it is, but you know, getting misty, you know, whatever, welling up, whatever you want to sure. call it. Um, <clears throat> it happens. Uh, you choose your idiomatic phrase. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, it, but, I, we did get teary, Billy and I, when we were listening to Brian's voicemail sure. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, you know, and I'm I'm positive I'm not the only person, but uh, I think for me, it, it that those kind of reactions started uh, when all of a sudden I'm, I'm thinking about kids and uh, absolutely, you know, that's, I was, I was one of those that I had probably cried maybe twice in my freaking life, you know, up until I had my first kid. And then you start thinking about things in those terms. Sure. And it just, it just, it just physically just, you know, emotionally things just hit you harder, you know, after that point. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was, uh, that was where I was at in the movie. So the movie, you know, I went in expecting them to try and just yank, you know, my heartstrings, you know, clear out of your chest. You know, just I, I expected it to be real, just just brazen the way they would try to, you know, we're going to try to make you cry for like 90 straight minutes here. And I'm glad, glad that it wasn't that. There were plenty of moments uh, where they wanted to, uh, where they where they tried, um, but it was weird. All the, all the big moments, the obvious, you know. Okay, here's where the waterworks are coming. You know, the 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 Black Widow Hawkeye thing. It's like it was like I was really bummed out, and I I, um, I, I didn't enjoy that scene, but you know, it didn't produce the waterworks. Um, I, so I don't know if that was a, a failure of the movie as much as uh, me. Cause probably I, the I, I cold stone thing that you call your heart. Yeah, that's I, true. I will tell you where three sizes too small, where the movie and fail is too big of a word, yeah, okay. this, but it's definitely something that I thought was a weakness in it. Huh. And there's actually two, but the main one, the one that really gets me was how Captain Marvel was used in it. And it yeah. feels almost like she she was kind of shoehorned and not really she she was just kind of there to be there because she exists in the Marvel universe <clears throat> and she played like two important roles one to bring back Tony and Gamora and the yeah. other one to be there to destroy Thanos' ship and that was about it uh, I, just, I know she was they had to be careful. Yeah, I. And this I, brings up the main point that I wanted to talk about when they we just talk needed about needed to, to develop her a little bit more in that story and make her feel a little more organic. And and the second the second thing I had, but this is only in retrospect, is if you start to think about the time heist a little too much. Okay, it's it crazy. falls apart. It falls yeah. apart. <laughs> but I, I'm going to push that aside because you know what? It's it's movies. It's comic books. It's fun. Um, but my Captain Marvel was. Uh, well, so you got to remember. Week. You got to remember when they were doing. This was the first time she played Captain Marvel. Correct. So th- they didn't have the opportunity to develop her personality. She didn't have the opportunity to become familiar enough with the character. Huh. To I realize, didn't realize that. Have, was I? Have yeah. I been living in a cave for the last? That was year? the first thing she shot. Was okay. her Endgame stuff, wow. and then they shot Captain Marvel. How did so I not know that? She had to play it safe. Yeah, and that—that's a failure just on <clears throat> Marvel side. I well, mean, that's the, that's, that should have been that's done. Pretty a lot much the sooner. first time I've ever thought about the Marvel universe and gone fail. I don't think it is. I mean, that and Thor it, the no, Dark I didn't have fail a, is too strong of a word. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't have Natalie any Portman problem at all with Captain Marvel's portrayal in Endgame. Because at this point... Oh, I'm not talking about portrayal. I'm talking about how she was used. Okay, well... Portrayal was fine. I liked her. In my problem she, she was, was just Mars, in the story. It was the, it was the total deuce ex machina, and we saw that happen. And well, we, but it wasn't, though, because 
yeah, she destroyed Thanos' ship, yeah. which is well within her ability to do. Yeah. But when you go mano, uh, mano, 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 mano with Thanos, right. mano the Ethano. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Frank. Thank you. He's he's he the Spanish is, one. He would Frank would know. Yes, he is the most powerful thing in the in the universe. Okay, so when the arguably other most powerful character in the universe comes up and goes mano a mano with Thanos, there's going to be some fireworks, right? So there's that point when Thanos headbutted her and she didn't even flinch. She just kind of smirked. I mean, that was amazing. That just shows you. But then he put 110% in the next punch and flattened her. Yeah. You know, knocked her away. Yeah. I thought they were well-balanced enough. She didn't lay him out. Right. So she wasn't, in my opinion, she wasn't the deus machina I just, in the thing. Just because, you know, when the moment was darkest, she comes out of nowhere and destroys the capital ship. And and she does it like a hot knife through toilet paper. Yeah. A lot I mean, of times in our life, something will come along right at the the moment we least expect it yeah. and at the most fortuitous time and we go, oh, it's just that how Mar- lucky was that 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 happened? Marvel has been so structured and so good at, at putting, you know, at, at putting the, the steps in front of you. You know, Marvel hasn't skipped steps along this 10, 11 year long journey and that's one of the reasons why it's been so successful is because one thing does build, you know, into another and I just think that, that her reappearance in that scene just really comes out of nowhere. Hey. Um, I, I just they they could have done something in the movie up to that point, you know that oh my god I got got to get back to Earth or yeah. you know they're, they're, exactly they could have had some mention, you know that you go oh right uh, forty eight minutes ago you know uh, movie time um, you know or theater time or whatever uh, they made some reference that she knew she had to get back or, or whatever or she heard that Thanos was on his way to Earth exactly. or something you know they 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 do that in comic books all the time they could have done that in the movie so. I just I don't I don't blame them for that. My my big issue with with what they did with the Captain Marvel was just the fact. And again, you know, it explains a lot of it. You know, to to find out that this is her first go around with the character, but she was so one note and just she was not uh, uh, she was not a, a a pleasant character to be around. I just I I thought it was an interesting choice to make her kind of unlikable. So now she's unlikable, the- and she's like the most powerful thing in the freaking universe. It, and and also, you know, you mean in Endgame? In Endgame, yes, in Endgame. Well, you um, got to remember, I, I in thought Endgame, she was in, distant, I understand in, in she's unlikable. I understand she's militaristic. Twenty this, plus years at this point she's honing had 20 her powers. Years under her belt. And, yeah, she's, she's gained a certain sense of for sure of uh, confidence. But you just wonder: um, is is this Marvel's first mistake? You know, ah. in the way they've. Was that the phrase? No. Have they overpowered her? No. What do you yeah. got? No. Uh, uh, I wanted to just real quick. Let's not dwell on this. Marvel, the Marvel universes, movie universe, and TV universes' biggest failure to this point. Oh. I have one. Ah. Uh? Inhumans, the series. That was a failure on every level. 
Never um, watched it. On the yeah, plus side, we were not missing anything. I, I got to admit, I we watched uh, the kids and I watched with horror in our hearts because we we had I had seen the reviews and I See, was if expecting I had the tangent music. I'd be playing it right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that I was, was my fault. I brought that. Up. I was expect I was cringing and expecting the worst the whole time, and it delivered. Yeah. We watched the pilot, the two hour pilot. I watched the whole thing. I watched then, the whole series. Well, I, I read something on uh, it was someone on IO Nine. It was one of the IO Nine families, Gizmodo or, or whatever, but. The uh, the author, I think it may have been Charles Pulliam Moore, but I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Uh, the author did a, a, a an almost long form article, um, just totally. Ex- he, it was basically I watched Inhuman, so you don't have to. And so he goes in depth. It's like it's like a Wikipedia plot synopsis. It's like and then Peter turned around, and then it was you know, it was three o'clock, and then he got a sandwich, and then it was just you know is this insanely detailed yeah. synopsis of each episode. And I I read the synopses uh, of all these episodes, and at the end of it, I went, uh, "Yep, glad I didn't keep watching it." <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, Iron Fist? Anyone watch Iron Fist? Are we done with Endgame? No, we'll, we'll I, go back. I'm just the, uh, real okay. quick failures. I've not failures. seen the second season, which uh, yeah, I'm told is, is I don't enjoyable. Think, I don't think any of the net, Netflix shows were failures. Mm-hmm. I watched them all. Mm-hmm. Um, some were better than others. Yeah. And okay. See, I, I haven't. Uh, uh, I've not watched uh, the the most recent seasons. I think the last thing I watched was The Punisher. I think I, the I've, failure is that they canceled them. I understand why they right. did. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're canceled and we won't get, especially we won't get Iron Fist season three because they really set up something that could have been awesome with okay. Iron Fist season three. Right. Let's go back to Endgame. Anderson. So, <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about Captain Marvel's appearance at the end of Endgame. Yeah. So the after credit scene, they're looking at the beeper. Yep. No, 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 no. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Is that the end of Captain Marvel? The after credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. We see Cap and Black Widow and uh, Hulk Mark, and, Hulk. and um, <coughs> War Machine. Then War Machine comes in and goes, yeah, hey, yo, this thing stopped doing it, what it was doing. Yeah. So they all go look at it, and it's not – he goes, can you bypass the power and plug it in? Well, I thought we bypassed it, it's the battery or whatever. And he goes, yeah, it just stopped doing whatever it's doing. <laughs> she goes, you got to get it going because we need to figure out what's on the other end of this. And then – Swish pan. Yes. And there's Captain Marvel. She goes, where's Fury? Yes. Boom. That was the first time we'd ever seen yep. uh, the two, them interact, right? And, and that, was, that was like the first time she had come back to what it, the, the main, quote, unquote, story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was her coming back and meeting the Avengers for the first time was in that tag, okay? So in Endgame... We see her find Tony and bring Tony and the ship back to Earth. She comes down to Earth. When I watched it the first time, I had forgotten about the the tag at the end of Captain Marvel, and I thought, this is the first time that Captain Marvel's met these heroes. And then I realized later that it wasn't. And then I started to think, now hang on a second. When she brought Tony back, there was zero recognition on anybody's part that Captain Marvel had ever met these people before. Right. There was no nod. There was no, oh, I'm so glad you're back. There was no silent eye, eyebrow or, you know, Cap could have just done a nod like he does, you know, like, yes. thank you so much 
for bringing him back. There was no recognition on anybody's part <laughs> that they that the two parties knew each other. And I think that is super, super weird. Well, and, because and, they had already met Captain Marvel at the end of Captain Marvel when they're looking at the beeper and she shows up and yeah. says, where's Fury? So why wouldn't there be any kind of acknowledgement? So in, in my mind, I, I get what you're saying yeah. there. Uh, and this is all <laughs> off-screen stuff. So they fill in Captain Marvel at the end of... of uh, uh, at the end of the tag uh, tag scene, at yeah. the end of Captain Marvel, yeah, um, they bring her up to speed as, as to what's been happening and where Fury, what happened to Fury, and everyone disappeared, and she's just like, "Well, we got to fix it." He goes, "Well, we also have probably the only guy that can help us is out there in space, yeah, uh, 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 and we don't have any way to get him." She goes, "I'll get him. Don't worry about that." So that's so she went up to space to get uh, uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, I'm with you on all that. Okay. So then coming back down, I think it was just more relief that Tony was still alive. So that, uh, that bypassed any... They were more happy definitely to see Tony than they were her because she was just doing a job at that point. She's this weird, weird character that shows up. She's essentially delivering a pizza. You're more excited to see the pizza <laughs> than the delivery guy. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, the pizza's here. I, I, like, I can understand. That's a great analogy. <laughs> it really awesome. is. I can understand Gwyneth Paltrow's character, Pepper. I can understand Pepper completely just zeroing in on Tony. I get it. I can understand War Machine just completely zeroing in on Tony. But I kind of want to believe that Cap would have looked at Captain Marvel and at least nodded like. So that, I would say that is a, a small failure, but uh, uh, that one did not cap bother me as much as, as it affected you. So when I saw it the first time, I was when I started thinking about it after seeing it the first time, I started thinking. So does that mean the tag at the end of Captain Marvel, when she shows up and says "We're Fury," does that mean that never happened? Are we just supposed to forget about that, or did when they made Endgame, did they forget that they shot that scene because they're not acting like they know each other? I always well, thought that was strange. Well, when she shows up and says, where's Fury? <clears throat> right. I think everyone is kind of in shock, like, who is this woman? And of course. And how did she get, get here? But the lack of recognition when she brings Tony back yeah. made me think, or are they just seeing this person for the first time? I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. That's yeah. all. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, odd notes about that movie. I think that the main thing is just with all the time travel shenanigans uh, you referenced earlier, uh, the one that gets me is so would what would have happened had a rat in a dusty warehouse, dusty storage room, not walked over the top of a touch screen and brought Ant-Man. There's back. your Deus Ex Monica. <laughs> that is, that is huge well, right there. And so you've got that and then you've got Captain Marvel coming back kind of seemingly out of nowhere to, you know, to demolish, you know, the, the opposition's, Queen, you know. If How did she know to come back right at that moment? Yeah, who? That's part Captain of it. Captain Marvel. That's part of it. But the timing. How did she know to come back? I mean, right we're, when she did. We're we're oh, well yeah. acquainted. We've watched adventure television for our entire lifetimes. We're well acquainted that uh, cavalry comes over the hill in the nick of time. You know, we we get that. Um, you, you just want something that's kind of like like a, like a beacon is sent, or just like Fury did when he hit yeah. the the pager. I mean, it would have been kind of cool if like. They saw that ship and someone went, oh my gosh, and someone grabbed the pager right as there was an explosion. And then that would at least kind of tell you, oh, okay, well, at least they got, did they get a message out in time? You went just a little something and not her just kind of like, 
Ta-da! Right. Um, Mike, uh, uh, brother Mike's, uh, his theory uh, is again. I don't. He's not alone in this, uh, um, but he's pretty sure that uh, Tony Stark is the greatest villain that uh, the Marvel universe that uh, that Earth nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> has ever seen. And uh, you know, we saw we, we saw some some snarky tweets and memes like that right when Endgame first came out that. Thanos killed nineteen thousand nine hundred. That's the Marvel Universe designation. It's yeah. not six one six. Not according to Mysterio and Spider Man. Exactly. No, that's the whole thing. That's that was one of the clues that Mysterio was not who he, who was to be. Okay, because I'm good was, with that. But it's Kevin, not. Kevin Feige was asked about that, yeah. and he goes, "No, the multi the multiverse exists in the MCU." Yeah, and that's good. I'm, I'm that was one of the things that worried me about Far From Home. It's like just because Preston Beck turned out to be a, a Quentin. charlatan, Quentin. Thank you. Um, uh, I hope that I think there's a I think there's a baseball player for the for the freaking uh, Frisco Rough Riders named Preston Beck. Um, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I th- that was for those uh, of you listening at home. The Frisco Rough Riders are a local farm league baseball team yes. in Frisco, Texas. They're the Rangers AA affiliate. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I thought that that was uh, I, I was afraid that. That oh no we're kidding about the whole multiverse thing I guess they they still have not ruled one way or the other whether no. or not the multiverse is actually not out there in in film canon they have right Kevin Feige yeah. says yeah it's a, it was cool hearing him say you six the six one six yeah yeah that was cool and uh, I I think I heard it uh, suggested that that was just a tiny little Easter egg a little bit of fan service thrown you know so Am so the, the people the people who had read the comic books you know uh, could go ah, I leaned over to Allison and I went. Actually, I haven't seen that movie with Allison. <laughs> Who was that? That I whispered that to. <laughs> Just a per- random person. <laughs> it might have been. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, listen, guy. It's mom, usually Allison that I lean over and whisper those things to. So, <laughs> Who are you? Why are you sitting next to me? Yes. But did you know that? Yeah, I did not know that. Um. Overall, I mean, are you guys sad to see? Cap, you know, not normal anymore. Normal age anymore? Are you are you good with that? I'm I'm good with how this movie ended. It is definitely the end of a chapter, the beginning of a new one. Certain characters kind of got rewards, uh, rewarded. I mean, Cap Cap got rewarded. He got to spend his time with Peggy, which was beautiful. Um, Tony got his wish. His daughter his daughter lived. I mean, it, it was definitely. It was definitely a good ending, like the like the end of Two Towers. You know, it's just like everything ended nicely the way it was supposed to. <laughs> I was happy with it. That's why. That's one reason why you I mean love the Return movies. of the King or Return of the King. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, it, I like it, that they gave the the shield. He gave the shield to Sam instead of Bucky. I Bucky, like it a lot. Bucky's great, but he's damaged. Yeah, he's not ready, and and Cap he may knows never that. be ready. Cap yeah. knows that. Yeah. And I like to think, you know, when, when, they, when they see old Cap, old man sitting on the bench, and they know who it is, I like to think, because when Winter Soldier goes, go ahead. He looks at, at Sam and says, go ahead. You sure? Yeah, go ahead. I like to think <laughs> that they kind of already had an off-camera conversation. Okay. Or, or even just, like when, the, when he was leaving, when he was first leaving to deliver the Infinity Stones, Cap's, uh, Cap's saying goodbye to Buck, and he, Buck goes, I'm going to miss you. It's like Buck knows 
mm. what he's going to do. It's like he knows he's never going to see this age cap again. Ah. I'm going to miss you. And so when, he, when old man cap shows up, Bucky's like, I don't want to open that wound again. So it's your turn, Sam. You go ahead. Go say hi to him. That's what I like to think happens. That's nice. I'm, I'm, I love that. Yeah. I, uh, I can get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any problems whatsoever with the, the cap thing. Um, at some point, it's like, you know, it's like the spy who shagged me, you know. We suggest you just, you know, just sit back and enjoy the movie. You know, don't think too hard about what's going on. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of let the, uh, the time, the time travel shenanigans kind of wash over me. I just tried to enjoy them for, for what they were. Um, I did kind of enjoy, I, I, I think the middle section of the movie was probably my favorite. And, and I wonder if, if I'm echoed, um, by <clears throat> most people or, uh, minority. Um, cause yeah, I, for me, uh, I don't think I ever looked down at my watch, but I was ready for the first act to be over and done with. Um, you know, you know what I think about weepy dramas. Uh, and then, yeah, I thought uh, uh, one thing I talked to uh, Buddy Mike about, uh, I thought was, uh, yeah, and it was this, nothing like this would ever happen. It's not ever going to happen. Um, but how cool would it have been? If they had had like Steven Soderbergh, you know, Ocean's Eleven style direct the middle, you know, of that movie, have Steven Soder, you know, have someone like Steven Soderbergh direct the heist part of the movie, <laughs> have someone who's a great action, you know, the Russo brothers or whoever direct the third act. Um, well, there've been, there've been a handful of movies that have had like directors direct, like a second director direct, like one scene in the middle of it. Yeah. So I there, I think, well, I think in Sin City, which was a Roger, I think that's, uh, was a Rodriguez Rodriguez. Movie, didn't uh, Tarantino direct a little bitty section of it? it? Yeah. Well, and one note about uh, the Marvel universe I wasn't aware of. Again, I'm, I'm talking to Mike uh, on the phone uh, uh, just a couple days ago. And, um, uh, gosh, what, uh, what movie was it? Um, uh, it was the movie that Catherine Bigelow was originally going to direct. What movie was that? Um, Gosh, dang it. Was it the Black Widow? No, what? Now I'm failing. Anyway, the point was that uh, you, you don't you can turn off the tangent music now. Um, the point was that uh, she, the reason she ultimately did not take the reins of was the Black Widow movie or was it, I don't remember, uh, was because uh, they basically told her, uh, you come in and direct. Uh, we've already got the second, uh, this, you know, we've already got the second, uh, uh, the second director, uh, is already in place who will handle all the action scenes. Mm. And so basically the deal was you can come in and direct the movie, but our in-house people are going to be directing all the fight, all the fight scenes, all the fight oh, choreography. Gotcha. And I thought that's really interesting because I'd, I'd a never heard that before. Um, and B, I wonder if that is just a hundred percent true or not. Um, and C, uh, I thought to myself as I'm talking to Mike about it, it's like, you know, I can kind of see how in an operation like this, that, you know, that model doesn't work, you know, in the DC fragmented universe, that model potentially works really well in the Marvel universe where you can still get a director in to bring their vision to the movie, but you establish, you know, a visual, you know, continuity 
Uh, which, if you're not careful, can become sameness. But you establish well, a visual continuity with all the the fight scenes and all the Marvel movies, so right. you never feel like you're watching something <clears throat> completely alien from the last thing you just saw and the next thing you're going to see. So, just like uh, in the Star Wars universe and even the Star Trek universe, uh, when it comes to the movies, there's definitely a style book. Yeah, that yeah. that you kind of have to follow if you yeah. go too differently, then it then it kind of affect affects things. So, I mean, any director <laughs> who who goes into uh, uh, into a, uh, a big franchise like this, they, I, I would hope that they would know what their uh, what their expectations are. That you're going to have some latitude, but not that much latitude. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you you can have the actors, you know, get the emotion out of them, but I mean, you got to follow the style book. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought it was uh, interesting that uh, that apparently that was a deal breaker. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to figure out which. Uh, I'm looking for that up too because I'm trying to to remember, and and nothing's coming up. But I seem to remember that story too. Uh, I would imagine they would want it to be a female movie, like Captain Marvel, or uh, or maybe even the Black Widow movie. Hello, Thanos. Hey, it's Thanos. Hello, hey, hey Thanos. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, what's wrong with your chin? Man? Uh, my ears were burning. And so uh, I just thought I'd give you guys a call. What are you guys talking about? Uh, your movie that you died in. Oh, yeah. Endgame. You yeah. guys are talking about Endgame. Well, did I die or did I just fade away? <laughs> you kind of faded away, I guess. Hey, you know, yeah. behind your back, everyone would call you Grimace, like from McDonald's. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Hey, Grimace. You know, that Peter Quill guy, he called me Grimace once. Yeah. Everybody calls me Grimace. Yeah. So did you guys like my movie? I liked it. I liked I'm it. I'm, I'm going to have to. Uh, thinking about getting an. Uh, I'm thinking about getting an agent. I don't have an agent yet. I handle all this movie stuff uh, myself. It's a real pain in the rear. What? I'm just, what, I'm just what, trying to figure out what? why, with all the Infinity Stones, you didn't correct uh, the last thing I said. I'm going to have to call myself out here. Apparently, uh, Catherine. So Thanos. Yeah, yeah, I wish you'd corrected me that apparently Catherine Bigelow had turned down the chance to direct Amazing Spider-Man. I wasn't listening. The uh, the the first reboot with Andrew oh, Garfield, okay. and uh, that would make it have to have nothing to do with the Marvel universe in any way. Well, so I, don't I mean, know I, just, I don't listen to you guys. It, it, it shows Bill uh, how that story gets fabricated because I thought you were. Uh, I thought you, I thought it was like. I, I th- never mind. I don't know how to use a podcatcher. So well, I have no idea how to listen to that. Nowadays, I, I don't know how this works, but um, uh, do you have a Google or an iPhone, Thanos? I mean, uh, are you Android or iPhone? Uh, neither. Nick no? Nokia? I don't use a phone. What do you, do you, I mean... I just have a Because I don't know what, what network what network does uh, Cosmic Omnipotence uh, function on. Is it... Phone. Is it CDMA or is it uh, what's the? I don't the, carry a cell phone. I have landline. I have people that carry cell phones. Okay. I have a landline. Oh, okay. You, uh, I have a landline. You use those, uh, handlers and burners. Huh? For those times I need to get on the internet billboards, I right. dial up. I do dial up to get on the internet billboards to see what people are saying about me. And you know, maybe I should stop doing that because it's getting to be disappointing. Uh, is it getting hurtful? Oh yeah. yeah. What, oh, what are some yeah. of the things they're saying about you? Oh, uh, they say I have a, 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 a scrotum for a chin. Uh, they say, hey, Thanos, hold my nutsack while I uh, 
open this box of uh, pizza, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't make sense when you don't have more than five minutes to think about what you want to talk about when you go on a show. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, hey, I gotta go. The pizza guy's here. Speaking of pizza, right. uh, it was good talking to you guys. All right, you suck. What you get? All right, bite me. Wow, um, he's still he's. He just, Dennis he, is a jerk. He's still a big he jerk. Has that's not grown up. That's yeah. absolutely the right way. And he's got more money than Ronan. And you'd think that. Do you think? Do you think Dennis is rich? I guess I never thought about. I would that. think so. Yeah. I think he would with that. The stones, yeah. that gauntlet, he can make all the cash money he wants, huh? Cash money. Maybe that's it. I mean, I bet Thanos has some serious folding money. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Hey, while, we, <coughs> while we've been talking, an honest-to-goodness voicemail came in. <gasps> Do we need to uh, screen it for uh, for beeps? I can always bleep it later. Do okay. it. Okay. Let's listen. Go ahead. Hey, what's up? This is Brian Fuquay, a.k.a. Radio Fuquay Online. Uh, I'm just calling to leave a voicemail as you ask. I don't really have much to say. I just wanted to say that I love the show, listening all these years since it started, and uh, keep it up, and I'm pretty much running out of brain power right now. We're coming back from Glen Rose, Texas, uh, coming back to Houston, and um, and seeing family. We wanted to go to the Rangers game before, uh, versus the Astros, seeing it the last time before they uh, shut it down. So rest oh, yeah. in peace, Globe Life Park, and... Welcome, Vacation Minute Maid Park next year. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nice. have fun, guys. See you around. Bye. Awesome. Is wow. it called Minute Maid Park? Houston's ballpark is. Minute oh, okay. Maid. Yeah, he's, the, he's inviting us to come down to Houston. Apparently, it's so weird that the Texas Ranger Stadium, yeah, is already being replaced. I know it's twenty years old, but it's still in such great shape. Twenty-five. What's the point years, of yeah. redoing it? I know the the I know. point the point of redoing it is is very obvious. Thank you, Brian, for that e- the voicemail. Yeah, yeah, and radio radio Fuquay. Yeah. yeah, literally everybody on the planet uh, has asked that exact question. Why do you need a ballpark? The old ballpark's just fine. It, okay, here's here's your answer. Um, the old ballpark, uh, Globe Life Park, as it stands now, is still. Fine. In fact, it's better than fine. It is still a palace. It is beautiful. It is functional. It is comfortable. It is now, today, just as awesome as it was the day it opened. It is a great, great stadium. There's nothing wrong with it except dot, dot, dot. It doesn't have air conditioning. Yeah. It No roof. Right. And nobody wants to sit indoors to watch a baseball game. You know, baseball is meant to be played outdoors on the grass. That is absolutely the way of the world. With that said, with that said, um, but Bill, have you ever sat out there at Globe Life, Globe Life Park in the summer and watched a Rangers game? I know you have because we've done it together. Yeah. Remember how much we swat? Yeah. Is that the past tense um, of sweat? It's 90 swat. It's it's 735 in the evening. It's 97 degrees at first pitch. Uh, the sun has gone 95% down. 95% humidity. Still almost 100. Uh, there is very little airflow in that stadium. Uh, you have the biggest case of swamp crotch you've had in years. And I don't understand how people sit through that. Uh, the last time we went out That's for a, a summer game. That's make that sweet, sweet beer that money, sweet Bill. sweet maybe. Oh, my you gosh. You don't think they're thinking about that? That's how sweet, come. Sweet, sweet. And, 
<laughs> well, and, and also on top of that, uh, to add just a little, a little touch of credulity uh, to the conversation, as opposed to the incredulity we've been dealing with. Um, what about five, ten years ago, ESPN signed a contract run Sundays. You know, you've always had to worry about. Um, and it seems like this is coming back too, where you'll get a, a day game during the week because it's a so-called getaway day for the other team generally, or sometimes yourself. But you want to get the game over with in the afternoon so you can travel back. You know, you got a game the next day. You want to be able to travel to wherever you're going. You know, not day of, which which makes perfect sense. So we get it. So you got a day game on a Wednesday, uh, or, or maybe a Thursday, or something like that. Um, that's at one o'clock, two thirty in the afternoon, whatever. It, 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 we're in Texas. It's summer. It is a hundred and two degrees at game time in that stadium. And uh, on Sundays now, when ESPN signed that contract five, ten years ago, whatever it was, they uh, they got exclusive rights to Sunday night baseball, meaning only one game could be on Sunday evenings. Every other game by contract has to be played during the afternoon because Crazy. they will not they will not have uh, any games competing with their Sunday night baseball contest. And so all of a sudden now, you know, by contract, uh, you have to play a Sunday afternoon game, which again is fine unless it's 103 degrees and there's no airflow in the stadium and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you will not see one scrap of shade the entire time. And my point is and it gets hotter than 102 at times. And my point is it is literally a safety issue. My biggest beef was like, I understand your exclusive contract ESPN. I get that. And I, I understand why you pay for it. And I don't have an issue with that, you know, uh, in general. My issue is it literally becomes a safety issue at some point. You know, you have people carried out on stretchers and given IVs by paramedics in the stadium all the time during the summer. And it's just as simple as that. Um, I have no desire to go see a baseball game at that stadium when it's that hot. And so you're talking, yeah, maybe dang near four months of a six month long regular season. You just have no desire to go sit in that stadium and sweat and sweat ten pounds off right. and be miserable. It's miserable to sit in those kind it of temperatures. It just seems like a waste of money. Uh, it is a waste okay. of money. Waste of money is not the proper phrase but it seems unnecessary it does it, it is it is you know technically it is completely unnecessary it is a it is a want to have not a gotta have it seems like an irresponsible use of city funds it, but it's not because the citizens of arlington voted in favor of it and what the citizens of arlington did what most other people do the citizens of Arlington aren't all of a sudden paying, you know, their 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 city taxes aren't doubling all of a sudden. No, what they've done and you know, this is fine. Who cares? Who's getting hit in the pocketbook are people who are renting cars and renting hotels in Arlington. Yeah. That's who's getting hit. And who cares? If it's going to cost you 90 more cents to rent that hotel room or that rental car, I don't care. So your rental car is $54.90 instead of $54 a day. Who cares? Who notices that? It's paying for a stadium that's going to be air conditioned. And all of a sudden, uh, now I'm at least interested in the idea. I'm at least amenable to the idea of going to see a baseball game at that stadium at any time during the year. I will still greatly prefer it. And the nice thing is the, the way they've designed it, uh, it is going to feel very open air. It's not you're not just popping a sunroof on it. It is almost going to feel like an open air stadium when the roof is retracted. Yeah, that is very cool. They, so they've done that well. 
Um, if you've seen some of the artist renderings, it will be a palace. Oh, I've seen yeah. all the stuff, even the surrounding yeah. entertainment yeah. district or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm really tired <laughs> it's of the pretty mixed, beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm tired of the, the mixed use district already. Um, but in this case, you know, whatever you got to give it to them. Uh, it's one of the things that you know hopefully makes it all worthwhile. And you know what? Uh, the one thing I've mentioned is that there's there's like there's like a half dozen bars, dance halls, whatever attached to that thing, and in a big old hotel, um, they're part of this development around the the ballpark. And I look at John, and I go, dude, uh, I I could care less for for Texas Live or you know whatever you know bars they've got there, but dude, if it keeps a few thousand people. You know, in the, the ballpark area, while well, I'm heading to my car to get the heck out, and it means that my my leaving the stadium That's is a now brilliant thought. Twenty yeah, percent easier. Of that. Yeah, brilliant thought. Or you then, have somewhere to go if you want to stay and right. let everyone yeah. else go. Is there yeah. an active chainsaw somewhere in the kitchen? <laughs> Breakfast nook. That's a NASA branded <laughs> chainsaw. Oh, okay. NASA is snoring. Are you gonna do that, Bill? Here. I hope I hope that was audible. Uh, she woke up. Okay. Just then it was. And now she's trying to eat the microphone. So uh, <laughs> maybe it's because we stopped talking. Good dog. I, don't know. I think right. she's just playing. Uh, she's playing coy. She's playing hard to get. And as we've uh, discovered, or we figured out earlier, nobody nobody likes playing. I have to coy. use the restroom, so let's wrap this up. Okay. All right, buddy. Um, so that was. Always, so did we finish? Mm-hmm. Do we finish the end game thing? I think we've. What were our ratings again? What were our rankings? Did we ever give I'm reverse gonna, flashes? I'm going to give it five, to five reverse flashes. End For game? end game, really? I think so. Well, wow. Four seven five. Okay, fair four, enough. Four seven five. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to give it four seven five. It's great. I'm mm-hmm. giving it. Uh, I'm giving it an even four. Uh, I thought it was far from perfect, um, but it, it, I mean, it was good. It was worth it. It was. It was. I also had issues with Return of the King, though. So, you know, maybe I'm just like I'm like Matt's. I'm like. Doctor Who 11. I just don't like endings. Um, <laughs> so hey, there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the subtractions for the first hour. Well, mystery phrase number two carries over to the next episode that we do together. Okay. What episode would, th- would this have been? Do we- it depends on, <laughs> how, it depends on how I publish them. Uh, I, cause I tweeted out at, at radio Fuqua and, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not sure which what it's going to be. Yeah, we'll figure it, out. it all depends on. I hope he listens. <laughs> Stay tuned, on Brian. How how we do it? Yeah. Hang on, let's. I bet I could figure it out. Well, because I may change. It's fine. Yeah, I may it's mess fine. up. You know what? Just, order. Let's just let's just keep it loose, man. Four seventy. Right. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, I am actually tired of sitting. So I yeah, I know you're standing up. <laughs> I had to stand a couple times. We've been, <laughs> we've been at this since ten thirty. What time up. is it? It's I'm three. I'm doing the pee pee dance. Yeah, I'm doing the pee pee dance too. Luckily, there's a backyard and two bathrooms. So I think we're all good. Okay. You've been listening to a half hour wasted proud member, of the HHW LOD podcast network. Send your comments to half hour wasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at half hour wasted and leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm proud to be an unsnapped American. I'm Brad. And we'll see you next time on half hour wasted.